get the good stuff. Wait until I come back. <laughs> that, hey, I like that. I like that, Kevin. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, well, we'll start recording now. And then um, this week, Joe, I, I just wanted uh, to give a shout out uh, to my brother-in-law again. Uh, they sent me some new beer from uh, Denver, Colorado out there. Uh, left hand this one's called the uh, white russian stout and coffee so i just want to give him a shout out thank you so much on that uh but this time this week we actually have a gentleman by the name of mr kevin paul joining us and if you guys haven't seen him or heard about him especially even the central midwest um you heard him now you actually get under that rock because um kevin paul here he's the owner of kevin paul guide service also runs the clear lake bait tackle up there in clear lake iowa and we go up there quite a bit, so I, I stop by your store all the time. I know Fishing Kit does all the time, too. So uh, he's going to be our guest today. So thank you so much for joining us, Kevin. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Welcome. I don't know about gentlemen. I don't know who's feeling you guys full. <laughs> so i don't know if you got to I, I asked you if you, if you got a chance to grab a beer or not. Hopefully you got a chance to grab a beer. Um, I got some. Oh, nice. I got a drink. Well, especially after your... I didn't bike. have any craft beer. I, lo I do love craft beer. All I got is Coors downstairs. I didn't want to be drinking Coors when you guys got all your fancy craft beer. So. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's hey, okay. Beer is beer. And, and you know what? A after your Vikings today, I'm sorry, brother. But oh, yeah, it's, you, you need some first beer, man. I watched was today, man. I haven't watched one snap all year. And I watched half of all the first half of today's game. And I thought, man, start off like crap, of course. But then it got good. And I thought we were going to pull it off. But yeah. I'm I know. pretty much about ready to give up already. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm a bear. I'm over COVID. I'm over the football <laughs> season. I'm over sports. It's time to fish. I hear you. I hear Cheers, cheers, brother. Cheers to that, man. Cheers. Salute. And just so, so people are, uh, are aware, Clear Lake is a, a lake up there in northern Iowa that uh, the fishery there is – to me, utterly amazing. Since I moved back from California, uh, I really have gotten into the ice fishing scene uh, and then the kayak fishing scene and everything, uh, especially with fishing kit here and everything. And Clear Lake was definitely a destination. If, if anybody, this is the thing, go to YouTube and just search Yellow Bass Clear Lake and you'll see this gentleman's face first. You'll see all kinds of videos that you have up. It's it's really cool. I mean, if you if you don't mind, Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about your guide service, a little bit about Clear Lake, just, just what you guys yeah, are all about? Um, I'll kind of just start off with kind of the history of myself a little bit. We'll kind of work from that. Uh, yeah, so basically, you know, I, uh, I've been in sales my whole life and had a had a job in town here and I had an opportunity to potentially do some guided ice fishing trips to kind of get started and and everybody, well, the reason why I'm going starting here is because everybody always asks, um, you know, how'd you get started? What'd you do? You know, I get a lot of kids that call me and they're like, hey, I'm doing something through the school here. You know, what's the best word of advice? That kind of thing. And I had an opportunity where I, I could jump and I jumped and it, it stuck and, and I flew away. So, I mean, life's, life's been good. The guiding's been good. Um, of course, we got the bait shop now too, but you know, Clear Lake is a is a is a great lake. It's thirty six hundred acre lake. Of course, the yellow bass, um, so prolific, and they're kind of like our golden baby, man. We we uh, we can go out and get them almost every day, and some days are more than others, of course. But yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just a it's a it's a good place to live. It's a good place to fish, and the community is great. The thing that we can say here as being Iowa folk. Uh, the people in Minnesota, the guys in Minnesota, they don't get the DNR service like we get. Our DNR taking a lot of funds, a lot of money, and putting it back into the resource to help stock Clear Lake, stock Red Rock, or what all these Rathbun, you know, 
Okuboji, um, these are put and take fisheries for the most part versus Minnesota. I mean, they rely strict, almost not strictly, but mostly on just natural reproduction, you know, so mm -hmm. uh, especially for the walleyes and different things. So it's nice to see our money being used. It's nice to see these fish going into these lakes. Um, you know, they, we, I help the DNR gill net every spring mm -hmm. and we're pulling in muskies. We're pulling in big walleyes and, and nobody ever catches a big walleye out here. I mean, there's some like yesterday I posted a picture. Yeah, it was just, last night. I posted a picture. Ryan got a 26 and a half and another guy got a 27, but those big fish are, are very uncommon. Now in the spring when they're spawning and the DNR are out setting gill nets and stuff like that so they can strip the eggs to fill the hatcheries, to fill the lakes eventually, um, you wouldn't believe the quality of fish that we pull out of those nets. It's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, we'll pull out a 10 or 11 pounder and you're just like, where are these things during, <laughs> during the normal time, you know? Right. And, and, and when they're spawning, you can't catch them. And it's just like, you pull three or four out of a net and they're just hogs, you know, 28, 29. And they're fat, just big fatties, you know, and it's just, it, it's amazing, you know, as far as what this lake can really, really push out. Um, uh, one of my guides was out today on a muskie trip. They had, they seen five, boated two, lost a, lost a pig up mid to upper forties, you know, Jeez. 45 to 48 inch fish. I mean, the fish, the fish right now are, are getting aggressive. Now is the time to fish. This fall on this lake is going to be dynamite. I mean, absolutely good. The quality of the yellow bass, you know, I've been doing this yellow bass thing for quite a while. I, I started guiding in 2008. I went full-time in 2011. You know, my first year guiding, I'm thinking in the wintertime, because I remember I said I had an opportunity arise. Well, uh, my current job was laying me off in the winter. Well, why not try to do a few guide trips? People ask, right? Mm -hmm. I put it on Craigslist of all places, Craigslist. Oh. And I thought, you know what? If I could get 15 to 20 trips, man, life's going to be good, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, I had like 40-some the first first winter, and I'm like, dang, dude, this is working. <laughs> wow. know, so, I'm on to something, kept, right? <laughs> yeah, and it, kept, it just kept growing from there, and then eventually it got to the point to where, you know, these people wanted to go in the summer. Well, I took them out in the summer, taking paid vacation from my day job, and then all of a sudden, now I'm out of paid vacation. Now I'm just doing trips every, you know, all the time, unpaid. And eventually got to the point, I got to start turning them down. And the boss is like, you know, hey, you've had plenty of time off, you know. And I eventually, <laughs> after turning enough down, it, it was a no-brainer by far. It was three times the money I was making at my regular job. Mm -hmm. And I told her, and she knew. We filmed a few TV shows, um, you know, during this time frame from the start to the end there. And uh, she knew where I was going, and she knew what I wanted to do. And, and she was cool with it, you know. So everything worked out great. But, you know, this lake, when I first started, had so many yellows that were five to nine inches, just mm -hmm. piles of them. I mean, you go out and catch as many as you want. Now, to go out and catch 50 or 100, it's tough, but the quality, excuse me, the quality is so much better. These fish started out, like I said, five to nine inches. Now it's hard to catch one under 10 inches. Whoa. Although we do have a decent gear class coming up, we are getting some of those five to seven inches, but we're catching a lot of 11 inchers. I've, I've caught more 12 inchers this year than I've probably had on Clear Lake. I think I've had seven or eight yellow bass that were 12 inches or wow. greater. 12 and three quarters, my personal best as a guide for a uh, client. That same guy got a 12 and a half the same day. Jeez. Yeah, Pat Cole. So super lucky. And I went five years without catching one that was even close to that. Mm -hmm. Now, 
and now when those fish are getting to that 12 to 12 and a quarter, 12 and a half inch range, these fish are much healthier. You can tell back then that 12 and three quarter and that 12 and a half, they they look sick. They're dying. You know, yellow bass are a very short lived fish. They live seven, maybe eight years or something. Um, state records, 14 and a half inches. Mm -hmm. And you know, once they get to the peak, they just start whittling down, getting skinny, you know, they look sick and then they'll end up dying. Well, and that's how those fish were. But now these fish are 12 inches and they're solid, dude. They are thick, they're fat and they pull, they fight. You guys know how they are, man. They, yeah. One of oh, they're yeah, one of my dude, favorites. The strongest, especially <laughs> open water, dude. They're the strongest fighting fish oh. per inch, man. Right. They just, yep. you know, like a wiper too, you know, wipers, they pull hard, but wipers are bigger, you know? Yep. Yeah. So you got a little miniature wiper, basically. They just, they rip it up. The meat's good. Oh, I, yeah, no, I, I th you're, you're spot on that. Um, they're miniature wipers. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And um, man, you got me excited for ice season now. I can, I, I, actually, I might, we got to take our kayak up there, Kit. I think uh, we might have to do that open Me wire. Too, this, this next three to four weeks, I was looking back on some old photos the other day, and October into the first week of November out here was just lights out. The fish were pushed up on the windy, sandy flats. The, the, the bait fish were there. The weeds are dying off. The weeds are dead, pretty much, most of them. So now you can fish a lot more water. You know, right now there's so many weeds still standing. Mm -hmm. um which is good there's a lot of fish in those weeds but man yeah. if you don't know how to get them out of there it's kind of a pain you know we've been doing a lot of our uh we got i got that uh, uh the helix on my boat with side imaging the mega plus and and it's funny because i'll be trolling down the shoreline watching the weeds on the one side the other side of my side imaging is just clear open water right mm -hmm. and you'll be able to see the pockets the the pockets are kind of horseshoe cupped you know there's a big cup inside that bowl they're stacked dude they are mm. so stacked in there right now so then we'll spot lock on there and we'll just start hammering them and then guess what shows up mr musky and he'll be on there oh yeah dude it's intense man because we'll be on there and we'll see a musky on the one side we got yellow bass on the other and then we get the like yesterday we get the musky rod out i had four muskies come in in the same spot four muskies in a pack traveling together feeding together uh -huh. on a school of yellow bass and I, I gave this 13-year-old uh, Braylon, I gave him my pole. Uh -huh. He casts out this big musky thing. Third cast, boom, he gets one both side. He's never seen one, never been close or nothing. He jumps. He's like, whoa. He's freaking out, you know. He's freaking out. I'm like, dude, get your lure back in the water. Why yeah. is your lure out of the water? The fish is right there, you know. And, you know, he's just, it's all intense. You know, you're just, you're going at it, man. And then yeah. he kept he kept going and, and he ended up getting three follows in about 20 minutes right there. So, and they're all three different fish. You could just tell by the size. And, and those were the ones I was marking on my side imaging. So it just goes to show you how important it is to know your electronics, learn your electronics, and uh just you know be one with your electronics because that is telling you if there's fish there you know yeah and I, man i i've never caught a muskie so that's like that is my unicorn well we don't eat them you don't eat them <laughs> oh no, i know well we know we that them back. <laughs> of course that's a guaranteed on that one but uh, that's I've a had, big no-no big no-no <laughs> i've had so many i've had so many people everybody asks me you know can you yeah. eat them northern pike's one of my favorite fish to eat i love yeah. northern. oh northerns are awesome firm yeah. white flaky meat they're sweet they're good you know if you can get the bones out well muskies are not the same you get a muskie and you get a northern you smell the pike you smell the northern or the muskie and and night and day difference the muskies just got a nasty stank to them and i've had people on the lake that have actually caught them off their dock they get throat hooked or whatever they die mm -hmm. and they're like right you know i'm gonna try what i'm like because they've called me they're like how do you cook it i'm like 
you don't <laughs> throw it dead. Just leave it in the lake, dude. You know, sure enough, it was about three days later. They called me back and he goes, dude, that was the worst tasting fish. We, we cleaned it, prepared it properly and got it all good we thought we seasoned it good he goes it was so nasty we just threw the whole thing away so it just doesn't pay i mean if you if you need the food and you're hungry i get it dude eat the fish if it's legal you know i get yeah. it um, it, yeah you know you guys know what i'm talking about i mean it you know selective harvest is a big thing yep, so yep, all yep. of us all of us you guys me all of us fishermen are way better than the old guys back in the day and you know why because of technology and yes. all the advancements that we've had, the the, the uh, pioneers of the industry are leading the way. Um, you're right. You're right. Because the technology today, I mean, you, you look at all the the flashers, the fish finders. Um, I mean, it's it's unbelievable what they have today to to make fishing, whether it's ice fishing or even open water fishing, so much easier to to locate fish. Um, it's gone to the next level. I agree with you. Live scope. Yeah, exactly. Live I mean, it's kind of crazy when you can literally know if there's a fish there or not. Because, you know, back in the day, like you're saying. And what way it's swimming. Yeah, yeah that's insane. And, that's... When it, and if it's the right, the right camera angle, the right picture, you can see it open its mouth if it's the right fish. Yep, fishing kit right here. He has cameras. And oh. I, I went ice fishing with him. And you're right. You can see the fish literally take a bite of your lure. And you can set the hook from that versus, like you said, 20 years ago, people were just – fishing blind you know in a way and yeah, they line up that tree with this because old ricky said that there was a rock pile out in the middle there you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh it's it's a great sport it's a, a good hobby for kids to get into it keeps them out of trouble and uh i think everybody needs at least needs to try it at least once you know so nope. totally yeah. agree and and the okay. information is like so readily available nowadays too. Like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how the bite is on Clear Lake. I just hop on Facebook. Like thirty seconds later, I know, I know what's biting. That's another thing too. Being the owner of a bait shop too, you know, yeah. the guide service and the bait shop are the they're two separate businesses. But mm -hmm. you know, when they come into the bait shop, we want to put people on fish the best we can. Are we going to go out? and tell you exactly what to do exactly where to go exactly i we tell you the general area it's i can't just put you spot on spot here's the reason right. why. fish got tails fish swim <laughs> every single day when i go out people assume i'm fishing the same spot they assume i'm going right no dude my waypoints are different every day because those those fish move you know and that's what the side imaging's for man you just drive around until you find them again you know yeah, and like we said, the, t the technology, man, is amazing. It's expensive, but it's amazing, and uh, it's definitely worth it. What other uh, – What other? just so people are if, – if they are just listening or watching, what other species are up there at Clear Lake besides, um, you know, the, the yellow – obviously, Clear Lake is, is really, like, nationwide, actually worldwide known for the yellow bass. But besides that, what, what other species uh, that you target that you, you know, that is – huge up there there's some that i target and some that i don't target but i should so okay. um you know the the musky population is phenomenal um they go through trends you know the dnr stock and i don't want to be quoted but it's like 600 every other year you can go to minnesota on a lake five times the size they put 300 in you know we these guys do a great job muskies are not cheap to raise walleyes are not cheap to stock when they stock a seven to a nine inch wallet they got two three four dollars invested into those things by the time they start them from paying the guy to go catch the walleye 
paying the guy to pull the eggs out of the walleye, paying the guy to milk, to put the milk with the eggs, to, to mix them up, then driving them down to the hatchery. And that, I mean, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of money involved in those suckers, you know? Hmm. And uh, yeah, so you got the walleyes, you got the muskie, uh, panfish. So we got a really good crappie population. Um, I would say overall, the numbers are probably down a hair to what they were a couple of years ago, but the quality is so much better. What we have seen over the last few years, now that the yellow bass are kind of getting in check, that's kind of where I was going to go earlier. The size of the yellows were small then, now they're big, but we have probably half as many. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't need to catch 300 or 400, you know, you can go out and catch <laughs> right. 50 or a hundred exactly. monsters and be happy. And now yep. we're seeing the crappies getting into that 12, 13 15 inch range um we weighed one that was uh 2.7 uh crappie last winter i was in the bait shop late at night and and i'm in the back doing some stuff and i got the safe open i'm kind of going through the change make sure everything's good for the next day and it's kind of at night i don't like to be you know people knocking at the door at night when i'm trying to count money or do whatever boom 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 i'm like oh i peek my head around the corner like this and out my front door the glass is like this big and out the front door, there's a crappie filling the whole window. <laughs> I'm like, holy cow, come on in. So I run up there quick. And it's two little kids. Got this giant crappie, 15 and three quarter, I think, with the mouth closed too, by the way. Whoa. And just a thick black crappie, you know. And, and so the crappies are good. The perch numbers, I, if I had to guess, I'm going to say the perch are probably the most uh, abundant in the lake. Um, the quality's not quite there yet. You know, I, I seen a guy at the cleaning station the other day. He did have a couple 11 inches. I've caught a 13 out of there before, but they're seven to nine inches, you know, the smaller ones. But the, the numbers are so thick, man. They're a good food source for the walleyes, the muskies, largemouth, whatever's going to eat them. Um, but they're really coming on strong, and, and they're going to be some good keepers out there. Um, bluegills, I was at the cleaning station the other day, and a guy's got uh, a limit of bluegills, and I'm like, bluegills? And we catch bluegills through the ice all the time. But open mm -hmm. water, they're a little tougher to find, you know, that kind of thing. And, and he had a whole bucket full of them things. Nice, you know, just, not, I wouldn't say big, but they're, they're good ones. They're cleanable, you know, that probably seven and a half to eight and a half, eight and three quarter maybe. Mm -hmm. um, just big enough to eat. And they're tickled pink, you know. So uh, what else? We got largemouth bass. That's one thing that I was going to say, man, the largemouth bass. I need to start fishing for them. <laughs> yeah. There's not a pile to be caught, but man, there's some dandies out there and, and they're a lot easier to catch. Fishing kids probably with you on that. He's, he's not a huge, large mouth uh, on, on, on his yeah. YouTube ditch channel. Pickle. Ditch <laughs> yeah. Pickle. Ditch pickle. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what he says. So, you know, I, I, yep. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's just crazy that a lot of people love the large mouth, but um, I actually, cool. I think, Kit, didn't you have a question for uh, Kevin about the, the perch? Oh, yeah. It's like uh, you were talking about how the perch are like so – like the numbers are just huge. What do you think happened? Like what, what do you think caused it? I remember people were complaining okay. about, you know, there's so much perch, you know. Like they're getting okay. annoyed. So, yeah. Yep. So this is an easy one. So, you know, a few years ago or probably been 10 plus – 10 years ago now, uh, the Clear Lake did a water project in the Little Lake. They dredged it out. That thing used to be five feet across, all the way across, flat mud bottom, okay? They come in and sucked out millions of cubic yards of this muck off the bottom, and now there's 28 foot, there's 22 foot, you know, and they pumped all this stuff out. Well, and then they also drained the marsh that feeds the lake. Well, the marsh was dumping in silt and just crap nonstop, making the water quality not as good, which affects the weed growth. Um, 
So now we have the marsh, once they dry the marsh and then they fill it back up, what happens is all those plants and vegetation can create a root system again. And it firms that bottom up. Instead of being four feet of muck, they drain it down, it turns it hard, the plants grow, grow deeper, the roots grow deeper and hold that mud firm. Now that mud's not washing into the lake, okay? So now the water quality in the lake's better. Zebra mussels probably have something to do with the water quality too, because they filter the water. Um, but now we have, and I don't want to say overabundance of weed growth, but we got a lot of weeds. So now how, all, how does all this play into the perch? Well, when perch lay their, their row or their eggs or their sacks, their ribbons of eggs actually attach, have to attach to weed growth or to weeds to, to survive. So when perch lay their eggs, they go up by the weeds, they spit them out on the weeds, they stick to the weeds, and that's where they sit. Um, if you don't have weeds, they don't, as far as I know, they don't make it, or maybe the numbers are real low, you know? Mm -hmm. So now that we had this, the weeds everywhere, the perch are just flourishing, man. They're just, they're everywhere. So, uh, you know, you got, a, you got a lot of homeowners, man, that are pretty pissed off about all these weeds, <laughs> but the same guy likes, but that same guy likes to fish too. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't want any weeds. Well, do you want fish? Right. I mean, you want to swim? You want fish? I mean, what do you want here? Cause it's, yeah. it's a catch 22. So there's, I know the DNR have passed some things lately. I'm not going to say exactly what they are, but they did pass a few, uh, I don't want to say laws or ordinances or whatever, but they did pass a couple things to help with that. Um, they are going to, I don't know if it's been signed yet or whatever, but so homeowners will have the option to be able to try to, you know, combat those weeds a little bit too. So, um, you know, normally it's, you, you can't just go out there and start, I mean, the DNR are pretty, pretty tight on all that. So, yeah. Um, but you yeah. know, that's, that's complete new information that I never knew about, about, you know, perch and how their, their eggs and that, and that totally makes sense. Now, do you think it's going to be like a good population of perch in like, let's just say like three to five years? I mean, are they, well, we got the good population now. Yeah. I mean, now size, size mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know exactly what they're feeding on. I know we got a lot of bloodworms in the lake or some. We got a lot of spot tail shiners and, and things like that. And so I don't know if the perch are more surviving off of bug matter or bug life, or are they feeding on bait fish or crawfish? I mean, I clean perch. They got baby crawfish in them all the time. Well, baby crawfish are only babies for so long Yeah. until, until the next season. So now what are they going to do? Now they starve or find something else, bloodworms in the winter, you know, that type of stuff. Mayfly hatch, you know, whatever it may be, you know, mayflies coming up off the bottom, the bug hatch. Um, there's a lot of 10 to 10 to 11, 11 and a half inch perch in the lake, but man, you got to catch about, I don't know, hundred of them small <laughs> to, get, to get that good one. We went through that. Uh, I think I, I want to say, about, I am going to walk. I'm going to go out and flip that stick. Nah, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way. So anybody's listening to this, uh, Kevin is, we, we decided to do this podcast and he's making a tomahawk steak and we do not want him to mess that up because that would be a shame on <laughs> us. It's for, a three pounder. See, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We. That, I've never that, even cooked one before, so I don't. We'll see what happens. Oh boy, you're gonna. Hey, it's it's one of the best steaks you'll have if done right. So don't mess it up. Don't let us mess up that that time. <laughs> and I like my steak bloody. So yeah. There you go. There you go, brother. So the yellow bass. Now I I know that's one of those things where everybody loves yellow bass. If you've never caught a yellow bass, whether through the ice, open water, um, highly recommend it. Go check 
Clear Lake out there, definitely okay. known for that. Now, super aggressive fish, man. You talk about a fish that wants to attack, dude. When you go out to get them, so my partner Chris, he was doing some guide trips back in the day, and, and this I brought this up at the beginning, but his record was 721 yellows, five hours, five guys. Wow, seven hundred, holy seven twenty-one. Jeez, now that's some fish. That's a lot of fish. And, and the yellow bass tournament, you know, we host that yellow bass bonanza, which we can talk about later. But yep. you know, that yellow bass bonanza, we harvest a lot of fish during that. Since we have started that tournament, and I'm not taking all the credit, but I'd like to try to take a little bit. Um, and Chris would too. You know, we selective harvest is very important. Doing it right, filling your freezer with the appropriate fish. You catch hundreds and hundreds of yellows and fill your freezer. You know, if you want a crappie meal, I get it. But, you know, why go out and catch hundreds of crappies when you can catch hundreds of those? I mean, that's my opinion. But, but uh, you know, since we've been doing that tournament, those yellow numbers have been going down. And we can see it in our results every year. You know, the first year, we, there was like 5,700 fish weighed in four hours. Now, that's only weighed. That's not counting. There's no limit. So that's not counting the sled that they had with the 180 in there and they took out their best 50 to weigh or you know whatever it may be mm -hmm. so and then you know every year we have done this six years the numbers have gone down a little bit but the weights have gone up mm -hmm. and last year was almost double the weight per fish the fish have almost doubled in size in six years wow wow yeah yeah that's that's intense that's yeah. dude that these fish are they they're quality man they they're awesome fish right now yeah and and anybody like i said if you're listening if you've never caught yellow bass i i don't care where you live you guys have to come and take a trip to clear lake and really try whether it's ice fishing or open water ice fishing is it, it, just my you know love i guess you can say but it, you know they catch the the yellows through the ice and then the cool thing when you when you get on top of a school of yellows Explain, explain that in case nobody's ever been on top of a school of yellows. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you're on a school of yellows and uh, – excuse me with the light there. If you're on a school of yellows and you are nailing them one after another, you better call your buddy. <laughs> these things will sit in a pack so tight to where that hole right here is slamming them the whole five feet away, not. Mm. And we see, that, we see that happen so many times – and we'll, we'll double team a hole. So we'll drop down, catch one. The next guy comes, you know, everybody's standing there. He's waiting. He's dropping down as you're reeling up. And you have to keep them aggressive. You have to keep the, uh, the bite going. You have to keep them motivated. Um, the, more, the more you can keep them interested and, and hanging around, mm -hmm. you know, the more you can rip them out. If you want to catch large numbers, you got to fish fast. If you don't fish fast, you're going to slow down. And then the fish just lose interest and they're gone. Mm. Yeah. So that that's the best advice if you're fishing for yellow bass, keep them interested. Like fish fast. And when he says fish fast, I think you're right because you double team a hole. I the only time I've ever done that on ice fishing was after watching your video. So on your YouTube video, you told us double team a hole. It's okay to try that. And I think I did it. I don't know if I did it with Kit or or, or somebody else, but we we tag team a hole. And you're right. It keep it keeps them just. And I don't know why the whole five feet away can't draw one over with the spoon because if you put a camera down, you can see 15 feet or 10 feet. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> the damn thing, darn things just won't go there. It's like, <laughs> I'm right there, dude. The same yeah. bait, the same technique, you know, and you might pick off one. He's got 10. You pick off one. He's got 10. It's like, 
Uh, it must be like all that commotion, like with fish being caught in that other hole or something. Yeah, yeah. and you know, know. You, you're I think they're in a barrel. I think they're in a barrel. Yeah, and it's the funny thing is, though, it's like your your friend, or if it's you, or you, all of a sudden you think you're the master because you're catching it all, and they're right next to you using the same lure or whatever, and they are not catching anything. And it's 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 really truly funny. The humbling, humbling experience too. Greed. I mean, you, you, you know, the yellow bass they're either there's a couple different things you can run a spoon or a jig and fish it fast and aggressive or you can run a chain dropper if they're kind of negative and just kind of rattle the chain swing it back and forth a little bit sometimes that will get the negative ones to go you know this last year we found or i personally found them being a little bit more negative than just going wide open non-stop like previous years where you just keep hammering on them mm. um yeah we do get in some good bites and you do catch a bunch but you know, 20% of the time I seen it when they're a lot more negative. So I don't know if that food source, there's so much food mm-hmm. and they're, they're just not hungry or what, you know, but, and that's, that's all part of fishing, man. That's why you got to learn. You got to figure out the fish. Not every fish wants to eat the same thing. Not every fish wants the same color. I mean, for the most part, you can get away with running the same thing and, it, and maybe, maybe it's more of a technique or an action thing as far as fluttering it up fast and dropping it slow or vice versa, fluttering it up slow and drop it, you know, um, it's about the chase, you know, it's fishing, yeah. try something new, right? You know, you never know what's going to work because it, it may not work tomorrow, but it may work the next day. Um, definitely agree with you on that. And then, uh, one thing I think, cause, uh, before we even jumped on this, cause any fishing kid and I were talking about, um, invasive species, like there, so, okay, can you explain a little bit? Because ye- I know the yellow bass is considered invasive species. Can you um, explain what that is and, and, and how does that affect the fishery there um, in regards to, to the yellow bass? It affects the whole state, honestly. Okay. You know, a lot of guys, they, they want the yellows in their farm pond. They want to take them to another lake, and that's bad news. The only reason why they work here or maybe Okaboji or something or some of the lakes that get a lot of pressure is because of a lot of pressure. They get harvested. Um, those yellow bass tournaments, stuff like that, they're pulling those fish out. I've asked the DNR this before as far as being invasive. Technically, they're not invasive. We introduced them to the lake. So they brought them. I, I want to say it was back in the 30s or something. I believe they came up a, a, a boat or something in the Mississippi. They put them on a train. They hauled them over back in the 30s or whatever during the Depression or something. And, and, you know, to create a food source, you know, mm. and they've been way up and they've been way down many, many times since then. And so, but as far as being an invasive qualities, as far as uh, no limit, uh, no size restriction, take as many as you want type thing. Um, that's because they just re- overproduce, they reproduce. I think they might go through a couple, a couple different spawns there where, that's that's part of the pr- problem you know versus the walleye they go through the spawn one time basically and it's over you know mm-hmm. I, I wish i knew exactly but i believe they go through a couple different spawns through the spring or whatever it is and they can just take over so here's the problem with yellow bass and why why their numbers are down and the crappie sizes up is because the yellow bass you got a lot of mouths to feed and those guys you know how they are ice fishing yeah bam bam, bam. you know fish after fish after fish they're hungry you know, they're, they're eating, they're, they're looking for food all the time. So like we cleaned a pile yesterday, we cleaned a pile yesterday and you open up the stomach and he had four or five baby 
crawfish in there, plus a minnow, plus, you know, our night crawler, whatever we caught them on. I mean, why would they keep eating, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and that's what they do, man. They're, they'll eat, they'll eat shot a house and home, man. And that's, and that's kind of why I believe that, you know, their numbers are down. It's a lot less mouths to feed. The, now that the quality of the, the size is good, they're feeding on bigger stuff. They're eating more of the bait fish versus the whatever, you know, and, and they kind of just help balance things out, I think, you know, so. Yeah, no, that, that, Oh, every species in the lake. So we got flathead catfish. Uh, Clear Lake is awesome channel cats, man. We got huge channel cats here. We had a, a, a stretch this year. We had 12 channel cats in the boat. The smallest was eight and the biggest was just under 13. And that's a good average size, eight to 10 pounds. I mean, um, I've seen them up to 20 pounds in here. I've seen flatheads in that 35 to 38 pound range. Uh, muskies, you know, they kind of get to that 50 inch range. They top out. Walleyes, they get to that 29 inch range. They're kind of topping out. Mm -hmm. um, yellow bass, now 12, perch, 12, 13, if you're lucky. Largemouth bass, though, uh, they do a bass tournament every spring. Is that noise bothering anybody? Can you guys hear that in the phones or not? I can hear it, but it's okay. Uh, a little it's, bit, but it's fine. It's, it's hey, called, quiet out over there! It's called life. It's called life, Kevin. I get it. I got, I got four daughters. I get it. Oh, God. Thank God. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, keep in mind, there's seven, five, three, and eight months. You're an idiot, dude. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, see? No, no. Why do you think fishing kids laughing? Because it's, it's, it's oh. true. It depends it's when their birth when's their birthdays. Uh, all, most of them in winter. Oh, dude, you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you love to ice fish, man. You're I know. I hear, I hear you, brother. But, you know, life is life, man. What are you going to so do? They do, this, they do this bass tournament in the spring. Uh -huh. And I was blown away by the quality of fish. I mean, 6.8 pounders, you know, just five to seven pound, potentially bigger bass. I mean, five pound bass is a big bass, but it's not great. I mean, it's nice, you know. Oh, yeah. But to go out and catch... A quite a few of them i mean and we're catching a lot more of them you know incidental bass too just fishing for whatever which is fun mm -hmm. back when i grew up this lake had a pile of northern pike in it i'm talking you would come over and you go ice fishing you're guaranteed to catch pike well everybody likes pike so guess what they all went home <laughs> and that's when they really started stocking the the northerns again and and they couldn't survive so before the dredging project and before all this wheat growth Pike, pike need weeds too. And they're dumping a lot of pike in the lake every single year. And guess what? Hardly any made it. Mm -hmm. And then now that we got the weed growth, they've been getting more aggressive with the stocking program for the Northerns. And we're starting to catch those pike again. And it was cool, man. We go out in the boat, you catch mm -hmm. walleyes, you catch four or five Northerns, you catch, you know, whatever. That makes it a lot more fun. The only thing we really don't have is smallmouth bass. So yeah. other than that, we pretty much got pretty much everything. So. Gotcha. And then now, actually, uh, as I think right now is um, winter is upon us, I guess because it's fall is here. Uh, I think a lot of people are getting the uh, the ice itch and everything. But uh, you guys got the the ice um, the ice season kickoff coming up, right? Because uh, I think yes, because no. fishing because fishing kit's going to be going up there. Uh, actually, one of our vendors, Saki Fishing, Sean, he's gonna be yeah, going to be yeah, I'm going to be up. helping Sean. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, they'll they'll be up there. Uh, I'm going to try to swing by up there also. I mean, can you tell a little bit because I know this is actually I'll a tell really you what, big guys, thing. Sean makes a pretty badass rod, dude. Yeah, dude, he did a great job on that thing. He made it. A, he made it my Minnesota Vikings, baby. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it's for sale. It's for sale. 
<laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, no, he's he's a great kid. He's he's out for the right reasons. He's doing this for the right reasons too. Yeah. He's a very humbling kid. He's not out to to brag and try to, yep. you know, he's not talking crap about anybody. He's nope. he's pretty good. So you know, a lot of guys they ask me and they're like, hey, you know, what's it take to be on a pro staff or or join somebody? I want to be associated with something and you scroll through their Facebook page and they're posting a bunch of crap that it's like, and, and all these companies, what do you think they're doing? That's the first place they look social media. Yeah. We were just it. talking about this. Me yeah. and uh, my mom pop, but you got to so watch out what right you post. now. If you got a bunch of crap on your page, dude, uh, if you're sharing a bunch of crap, don't even ask, yep. you know, I mean, that that's why I, we're, we're pretty excited. Cause it, it's pretty big. Cause a lot of people are, uh, I, I just talked to a lot of people. They're like, they're really excited about the ice. It's, it's pretty big. The ice season. Kick yeah. Off. So, We've had Jason Mitchell, Dave Gens, the Parsons, uh, Chase Parsons, uh, you know, pretty much most of the major guys in the industry, um, some IDO guys, you know, uh, Joel Nelson and stuff. And, and it's, it's a great opportunity. So one, you know, every, you know, a lot of great sales. We try to run promotions and stuff. Everybody assumes everything in the ice industry or in fishing industry has got a huge markup. They're going to make a bunch of money. Okay, tackle, yeah, you make a little bit of money, some of that type of stuff. Bait's good. Um, but when you start getting into the big ticket items, the margins are not what everybody may seem. You know, I had a, I've had a guy come in, he's wanting to buy a Vexlar, and and uh, we had him on a, on a great show price. And technically, I'm not supposed to say that, So, but uh, <laughs> we had him on a great show price. And he's like, I tell you what, you knock off another 50 bucks, he goes, I'll go ahead and do it. And I'm like, come over here. And I walked him back to the computer. And I showed him exactly what my cost was, what the discount was. And with his discount, his extra discount he wanted, I was going to lose like a dollar or $2 or something. Uh -huh. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. There is crap in, in electronics. It's bad, like 15 to 20%, you know, if you're lucky, you know. Yeah. And, of course, and then during the show season, guess what? Everybody's got them on sale. What do you do then? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, it, it's a tough thing because they're expensive. When you order Markham or you order Vexlar, you order, these are not a couple thousand dollar orders, you know, you bring in a, a big shipment or pallets of them, you got tens of thousands of dollars wrapped up in these things. And on $10,000, how much should you really make? A couple thousand, 50 bucks, yeah, like some people big. are. I mean, you, you, you want to make something, you don't want 50, you know, it's, it's good. I don't want to say this because I own a bait shop, but it's good to support the shops those are the guys putting you on the fish. Those are the guys that are going to educate you on why do you need a hub shelter over a two man flip over? Well, you got three kids coming up, they're babies now, but you know, or three, four years old now. Well, think about a couple years, you know, you're going to want something or maybe you need a one man, maybe, you know, uh, at a guy today, he's like, Hey, I'm getting into ice fishing. I've never done it. I want to start this year and start taking my son ice fishing. I said, great. He goes, so where do I start? I said, you start at our ice season kickoff because all the pro staff guys, the guys in the industry now with COVID, I don't know what's all going to happen. We're going to try to get as many here as possible, but, okay. but we'll have the guys there, the knowledgeable guys that are out there every day fishing out there and, and know the product. They can help him. You know, they can help him figure out, okay, you're a beginner. You don't want to drop a lot of money. That's not your style. Maybe you want to just get in light. So you're going to buy a cheaper ice suit. Maybe, maybe you buy a, uninsulated shag versus insulated but you still got it maybe he already owns a heater you know and, and honestly uninsulated insulated it's not a huge difference unless the wind's blowing hard yeah. other than that other than that but it's hard to even find an uninsulated shack anymore they're pretty much all insulated but mm, that's true 
But that's the best thing about our ice season kickoff. It's not just the, the good deals we run and the promo items and all the free stuff you get and, and whatever else. It's about the education, the, you know, talking to the guys, letting them help you catch more fish and, and just learning your electronics, you know, learning how to jig, learning how to tie a knot. I mean, for some guys, you know, there's, there's all levels of people. And, you know, people tend to assume that everybody can just watch YouTube and be a professional fisherman or, or not a pro, <laughs> but – a, a great fisherman it's not that easy dude nope. i was out last night fishing after dark last night until almost four in the morning oh, and damn. yeah chasing walleyes okay <laughs> i got hum i got humbled last night because these things they would come up i'm going out as soon as we're done here so hurry up no right. um, <laughs> but no but it, it was it was weird you know i, I brought three poles uh -huh. and, and everybody assumes i can go out and catch fish not necessarily dude i missed so many fish last night they were short biting they were doing this they were doing that and I would see a couple hit it because it's night and I got some lights there and I can see the fish come out and, and nail my crankbait or my plastic or my minnow, whatever I got. And it's just like, what am I doing wrong? You know? So I'm still trying to learn and, and so are all these other guys. I mean, I've fished with Doug Stangy from in fishermen, Jason Mitchell outdoors, uh, Bob Jensen from Iowa here, a uh, few others and all of them still learn every single day. You go out fishing with them, not ones that know it all they are there to learn the bite at that moment because every single day is different. I like that. Learn to That's bite true. at, learn to bite at that moment. That is probably one of the, I just made that up, but it yeah. sounded hey, good. That is probably one of the best advice that any fisherman will ever hear is there's no, to my cocktail. <laughs> there's no secret to it. Like you just said, you learn to bite at that moment you know what's funny i was out at a little pond uh, borrow pit just outside of town here and i love fishing by myself you know i love fishing with my buddies and stuff i'd rather go by myself because that's when you're going to learn that's when you're going to experience and or experiment and try new things i'm sitting on this borrow pit and i got some plastics on i'm very confident with plastics i mean i know i can get fish on plastics no matter what but i always carry a bait puck with some bait because you never know what's going to happen and I had these fish coming in, bluegills, crappies, and perch. They're all three down there. And I tried colors. I tried shapes. I tried sizes. I could get them to just bombard the bait and then hit the brakes. <laughs> they just shoot in. I'd see them on the sonar, and bam, er, they'd stop. They maybe would nose it, or, and then they would just swim off. And it's like, what the heck? All right. So then I started putting waxworms on. Okay. And I had maggots with. I had everything. I mean, I'm just going to give you the short version, but. And then all of a sudden they come in and I got a little bit more of a bite. Now I maybe caught one or two. Well, then what I started doing is I took the wax worms and I ball a couple, hook a couple on there, just nip hook a couple. Mm -hmm. And I would just crush them and get all those juices and everything flowing right out of them. I drop it down there. The next one was all, he swallowed it all the way back to his throat. And then it was like, boom, there they are. Now I got, it. but it took a series of things to figure it out, you know? So every day is different. Try to figure it out. Um, especially when you're with buddies because everybody shouldn't have the same spoon on unless you're all catching them, you know, nope. somebody's yeah. got to be a sucker. <laughs> I like that. No, it's, it, or, you, or, you, or, whatever you want to say. Definitely right though on that, because, uh, we, we tend to do that. I, I tend to do that a lot. I tend to, uh, Hey, Kit, what are you, what are you using? And then I try to use the same thing, but you're right. Cause, um, if, you're with a bunch of buddies. Everybody should be trying something new unless it's, it's something is just hitting the crap out of that, that one specific lure. So definitely makes sense. Um, 
I, if we got time, I would love to tell you about a story at Okaboji. Oh, yeah. We go, got ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. We, we I, love Oko, I love Okaboji, but go ahead. Humbling. It's a very humbling experience for me. Um, I'm not a guy that knows it all. I've been down that road before uh, fishing with my brother. And, uh, you know, I was over on the Mississippi. We'll, we'll get to the Okaboji in a second. But I was over on the Mississippi. We were fishing walleyes. My brother was running a purple hair, hair jig. I had orange. I was getting a couple fish. He was hammering them. But I was too proud to switch. And I told, I told myself, you know what? Screw him and his damn jig. I'm going to outfish him with this one right now. More technique, right? Uh -huh. I couldn't do it, man. I tried and tried and tried for hours, dude. And I, I yeah, somebody tried calling me here. Sorry about that. Um, so I tried and tried. That day really put something in my mind that says, you know what? Never be too proud to switch. You know, if somebody's catching them on that, start with that and work from there, you know. We're over at Okaboji, and we're ice fishing. We're in Miller's Bay, and there's a bunch of people there. I'm sitting there, and there's one kid out of, like, 50 people in this big area, and he is hammering them. I'm talking slabs. And Okaboji, the water is so clear. So, I mean, you, you know, you can see down 20 feet. You fish within 15, 20 feet of that guy. He's not catching fish directly underneath him. He's catching fish that are coming in from a distance. So what he's doing, he was, well, so I'm sitting here. He's hammering them, right? And I, I'm getting so mad. I mean, I don't like getting out fish. It happens a lot, but I, I hate it. I, in the boat, it don't matter, dude. If I got people sitting next to me and they're hammering them, I'm just like, I feel like the guy that pulls up by me and we're hammering them, and he just leaves because he can't catch them, you know? <laughs> it's the same. And, and I get that too, man. It just, it sucks, you know? You, I'd like to think I'm smarter than the darn fish, you know? So finally, man, I had enough courage. And I walked over and I'm like, dude, I need some help. Can you give me a little bit of pointer? What do you got going on here? He goes, I tell you what, here's what you do. So we were using pink wedgies mm -hmm. on the smallest, tiniest three millimeter jig you could find and hooking that on there. And you can imagine a big wedgie with a tiny, tiny jig and the slow drop that that thing would do. Well, we are in 12 feet of water. I was dropping down to probably 10, maybe, maybe nine and started fishing. Mm -hmm. He was starting to fish it a foot under the ice. So he would start a foot under the ice and then work it down slow, just like swim it down and then bounce up and then kind of flutter it back down. And he was, what he was doing is he was catching that fish's eye that was 15 feet away. And that fish, you know, fish look up. So he, that crappie's sitting there looking at it and he sees it up against the ice. And he just slow, he just slowly dropped that thing. And that crappie had time to get there and still feed up. Now, wow. if that crappie starts coming and you burn it by him, guess what? He's negative instantly because you've got the bait below his head. Now he's got to tip down to go down. And, and that's not them. You know, they're an upbite fish, you know, slack line, set the hook, you know, I'm like a foot under the ice, whatever, dude, I'm thinking to myself, this is the joke, you know, I tie everything on. And instantly I started fishing like that. And I kid you not. It was a night and day, like a light switch. And I had a camera with too. I run cameras quite often ice fishing. And this, what I'm telling you is what I saw on the camera too. These fish were way stacked off in the side. So these fish would have time to get to you before you went by them. So, which also brings up a good point. When you got fish on the sonar, you don't fish at the bottom of the pile. Start at the top, man. Pluck them off one at a time, work them up. You don't want to just burn through them. Always start high, suck them off, suck them off. You know. Obviously, if it's a night and day difference between small and big, but that hardly ever happens. If you're on a school of yellows, they're nice yellows. 
you're going to get a few small ones mixed in regardless how you do it. So start high, pluck them off one at a time, and you'll start to see your pine tree or your cone, you know, the fish down there slowly start to get back down to, to nothing or jig them back up and try to be super aggressive and get them, get them fired up again. So um, that day has got a, it's just, it's stuck in my brain that no matter how you do it, don't be afraid to try something else. We've caught yellows on this lake, early ice, in 12 inches of water. Okay, we got three inches of ice, 12 inches of water, no really? snow cover. I can look down and walk and see schools of yellow bass swimming in the shallows. Okay. Wow. So how do you fish them? It ain't easy. Yeah. <laughs> 12 inches of water. They see you coming. They hear your ice cleats. They, they see your shadow. I mean, it's not, it sucks, dude, yeah. but they're there. And they'll be there this winter too. You know, they go up in those shallow flats. It's warm, you know, and you watch these fish. You take one step. <laughs> They're gone. They take a step, there they go again, you know? So what we kind of started to do is, is drill a bunch of holes at once, you know, and we could get into all kinds of stuff about the proper auger, fishing fast with the proper tools. Dave Gens always says, don't leave your anchors on the ice. Well, how about the guy that shows up to fish, throws out this, throws out that, he's got this with, he's got this, and before you know it, he's got 15 items laying there. Does he want to go pick all them up to move? No. He's, he's camping it out, man, you know, and guess what he's going to catch? Nothing, if, unless he gets lucky. And maybe, maybe he's on a spot on spot, fine. But for the most part, 90% of the people that go out, they're, they're looking for fish like everybody else, you know, and, and they get out there and they get so worked up on being warm and, and, and just getting camp set up. And if you want to be a successful ice fisherman, don't bring a shack. Just bring a bucket or a flasher, your rod bag, your tackle boxes, and fish on – on your toes man and keep on moving and you can just pile them up they got great ice clothing out there right now that will keep you warm it don't matter if it's 25 below zero and wind blowing if you dress appropriate and you got your back to the wind you cup around your hole and you got snow blowing around your head it's okay as long as you're catching fish buddy that's yeah, all that yeah. matters and yeah. and we all have ice houses i love my house i use it all the time i mean you know when you find the fish that's the time for the house not not vice versa you know so so stay aggressive stay light on your toes um, and just keep moving until you get them and, and have fun, man. That's what it's all about. Perfect yeah. advice, man. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. No, I agree with you. You got to stay on the, I learned from fishing kit here too. You, you got to stay on the move. You got to stay on the yeah. move. I, and, I, and, I'm never in the ice tent. Like every time I go with him, like, yeah, let's set up the tent. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep fishing outside. I'm going to hey, keep moving. I like being warm. All right. Sorry, man. <laughs> I do too, man. I do too. But I do we too. all do, but I also want to catch I fish. I love cooking brats on the ice. I love doing all that stuff. Exactly. Deer, no, deer, but, the back straps or whatever. So. But you won't catch as much fish though. I, I definitely agree. So real yep. quick, November 6th, 7th and 8th is the ice season kickoff. Perfect. Um, make sure uh so friday typically we try to get started around that 10 o'clock i mean you can come at eight when the door is open but we're, we're still trying to just pencil every, or get everything finalized right in the morning there because there's some last minute things that show up from the vendors that we have promotion stuff too so mm -hmm. six seven and eight typically saturday's our strongest day um if you decide you don't want to deal with the whole covid thing you, and you, you you don't feel comfortable coming during that show call us let us know i will do everything it takes to earn your business um you know we don't if we have to sell it to you before the show you know that week you know a few days before the show or that week uh we'll do that um the other thing to think about too for everybody out there that's watching ice supplies might be a little harder to come by this year so if you're after 
shacks or you're after one particular item, make sure you know if it's going to be available because um, a lot of the companies right now are already out of product. So that means that product has already been bought, shipped, and delivered or close to delivery to all the retailers. And once we got that gone, unless they get a shipment in in January or something or late December, um, then we can maybe get some more. But there's a lot of stuff out there right now that we can't reorder because it's gone. So um, we're taking pre-orders now. So if you want to call us, uh, you put a small deposit down, um, we can pre-order it, save it for you, guarantee your spot on it. Also, uh, the Yellow Bass Bonanzas on Valentine's this year. Uh, it's February 13, 14. We have a, uh, a big uh, ice bash, we call it. It's a get-together at the Legendary Surf Ballroom. It's a place where Richie Valens, Big Bopper, and Buddy Holly last played before their plane crash. Um, I've watched Ted Nugent there, Miranda Lambert. We've, we've seen a million concerts there. It's a great place just to be in, let alone to be there for the ice show so, or ice bash. Ice bash consists of a uh, really awesome dinner, some prizes. We give away about 10 grand worth of prizes that night. Um, we have probably 60,000 in prizes and, and whatever for the, the actual grand prize. Uh, we're looking at, you're the first person to hear this public. You ready for this one? <laughs> All right. All right. 2021 Yellow Bass Bonanza. First place, diamond rings. What? So, YBB, <laughs> YBB champion, gold R rings. Really? Are you serious? That's the, now, that's what we're working on. It's in All the right. works. So he's, right. he's getting them done up. And, uh, you know, there's some tournaments out there that give out some rings. I thought it'd be pretty cool. And then, that's... Uh, however, I don't know the design yet, but we're going to have hopefully where you can add a stone, like a top 10 finish would be a certain color stone or, uh -huh. you know, and then you can just have stones added or, I don't know. Just it's something different, you know. We try always try to do. We give away players, rangers, yeah. four wheelers, you know, a lot Garmin live scopes, whatever. You know, we give away a lot of stuff. But the rings, man, that'd be kind of cool to give to give those out. So that would be pretty cool to. Hey, kid, we might have to try it this year, man. I mean, I also I, I I've been talking about this with my brother in laws from from Denver because they they got us into ice fishing. Uh, yeah. But every time we we decide like, okay, we're gonna do it, it's always sold out. So I'm just letting everybody know seriously about uh, the Yellow Bass Bonanza. Sign up, sign up early because, like I said, it, it sells out quickly, and it, it, there's a reason why. So um, definitely do that. We should have uh, we should have everything to go come early November this Perfect. year. So. Perfect. Sounds good. So, uh, you have any other questions for, for Kevin Kit? Uh, yeah, actually I was going to talk about the yellow bass bonanza. Um, so like, what's your advice for somebody that's like never done a tournament? Cause the yellow bass bonanza, I would consider like, I think it's like Iowa's biggest fishing tournament. It is. I mean, unless, unless there's another big tournament, I don't know about. It what's... is Iowa's largest tournament, open water or ice fishing. Mm -hmm. Right. So what's a piece of advice for like a newbie, someone that's like kind of intimidated by the size of the tournament? The best thing about it is it don't matter. It's a kind <laughs> of a Calcutta type payout, dude. There's, we pay down to 175th place. Mm -hmm. So, and 175th place might be two brand new Vexlars or something, you know, something cool like that. So we got it kind of set up to where you don't have to be an expert fisherman. I mean, the guys that are after it and want to win, they're fishing all week long. They're up there. They take days off of work. They're busting their butt to try to, to try to place in the top 20, you know, mm -hmm. and not that you can't, you only have to weigh 30. So you go out, if you get lucky and land on a hole and catch 30 nice fish, it doesn't take much to win. I mean, it takes a lot to win, but <laughs> I mean, for a guy that wants to try to get into it and bring, uh -huh. what I like to see is guys bringing their kids up. 
it's not all about just the tournament, the ice bash, the just the, the hanging out with the guys and seeing what it's all about. Have a chance to win some good stuff. We always get kids prizes. So if somebody's got kids, kids will always walk away with something at our tournament, no matter what. The biggest piece of advice, fish light and fast. Mm. I had a guy, uh, had a guy call me the other day. He wants to have a eight by 12 portable fish house, a flip over eight by 12, like a homemade flip. And he's trying to make sure it's pre-approved and all this. I'm like, why would you want an eight by 12 fish house, dude? <laughs> I mean, these guys are going to be running circles around you and you're still packing up. That's an anchor. And that's more of an anchor, dude. That's like a yeah. battleship out there. How are you going to move that <laughs> thing? You know? Right. So fish light, fish fast. It's not all about getting first. The overall grand prize, like the players ranger, it's mm -hmm. not to first place. Whoever's in the tournament, you're in the drawing. So Ooh. last year, couple hundred people a couple hundred teams or whatever you got a chance you got one out of 200 just like everybody else so it's fair so nice nice so uh that's i love that advice just because of that i think it, we, we got to do it this year and then yeah. um we'll, we'll we'll record and um because uh i think this year we're gonna do um some podcasts actually on the ice too so i think clear lake is definitely going to be a destination and yeah come up and we'll do a podcast right there at the right there at the event so perfect oh, that'd be awesome yeah, yeah actually we might do that i think that that sounds like a cool good idea so um other than that man i, I need to let you go because i don't want you to really mess up that tomahawk state. I, I i'm swear to god i don't want you to mess up that state see it quick yeah let's, let's take yeah, a look yeah, at yeah, it real let's quick. see it let's for see all it. the people who are watching on youtube let's, let's see let's see what this uh tomahawk steak looks like whole oh, bunch. three I'm, pounds right there yeah that's a big boy <laughs> so i'm doing a reverse a reverse sear on this one so i'm going oh nice yeah then i'll pull it off then i'll yep. crank her up i got some charcoals going over on this side oh my so, gosh you're gonna love it man me. so i'm gonna throw that on here after i let it chill for a second so all right so uh hey i'm gonna let you go on that one kevin thank you so much for just joining us i mean uh the knowledge that you brought today um it's pretty it's priceless in my eyes and i definitely appreciate it I, i'm pretty sure anybody who's listening who's watching uh will appreciate your advice and then like i said anybody go check out clear lake iowa check out clear lake bait and tackle check out yellow bass bonanza check out the ice season kickoff november 6th uh there's lots of information cool thing about it uh fishing kit will be up there for the you know the ice season kickoff and everything in november 6th to the 8th yep. i believe i'll be happy sean Yep. I do have one more thing I'd love to say, too. Come on. Um, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, you guys are true ambassadors of the sport, and we need to get this thing blown up. So anybody that watches this, guys, you guys need to share it. This information that we put out is priceless. Yep. You cannot go to Walmart and get this information. So, And we are doing this on our own time, our own budget. So get out there. Uh, spread the word and uh, help these guys grow their page and help them grow uh, their subscribers. If they can get enough subscribers, eventually they can help pay and get some advertisers and, and it all, it's all a big working, uh, a working wheel. So if you want more info, uh, you need to help out too and, and share everything that they post. So couldn't say that anybody. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. I, we truly appreciate it. And uh, we'll be up there. We'll, we'll be 49.95. <laughs> all right man you know hey i i feel for you because you know you know poor poor vikings you know it happens man sorry sorry i mean i didn't mean to dig into that one but i had to a little bit as soon as we i, I don't even want to talk about the bears but as soon as, oh. as soon as we get done and i'm done eating my three pound steak i'm going fishing 
All right, brother. You, you know what? Good luck. Show me what you catch tonight. Uh, I'm going to actually post up because you sent me a picture uh, of those fish that, man, I, I, I am very, very excited to get on some yellow bass this year. I'm, I'm, whether ice, I'm, I'm going to take the kayak probably within the next couple of weeks up there. I'll, I'll hit you up, um, but super excited. Uh, it's just... If you got the kayak, I'm going to tell you, go way out in the middle. There's a sweet cotton <laughs> right out in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked you until you said that. <laughs> but uh, I tell you kidding. what, man, we've been seeing a lot more kayak fishermen. There's uh awesome. It's awesome. a big growing sport. Um, mm -hmm. We're actually seeing a couple of guys on jet skis now with fishing jet skis with rod holders mounted on them and stuff. And huh. they're chasing fish with uh, jet skis too. So wow. kind of fun. Doesn't matter, man. As long as you get out there and enjoy the sport, right? Dude. And he was trolling, man. He's trolling crankbaits with a jet ski. With a jet ski. <laughs> Dude. I mean, yeah. you've seen stuff in the ocean. These guys are fishing for that's true grouper on those yeah. little tiny round boats or a jet ski or whatever, you know. That's, uh, that's the thing, man. If you've been fishing your whole life and you're kind of thinking, you know, kind of getting wore out, maybe you're bored, you know, dude, switch it up, man. Fish out yeah. of a jet ski and go musky fishing off a jet ski. You catch one, you got something, man. That's true. Enjoy yeah. it. That's what it's all about. Get the kids out there, have fun, and everybody be safe, man. That's all I got to say. Agreed with you 100%. So other than that, man, thank you so much, Kevin. You know what? Go enjoy the, the rest of the evening. Enjoy that steak. Go out and fish tonight, and then I hope you, you, I hope you catch uh, something that uh, you're going to show everybody, and you'll be like, yeah, that's why. I I'll this. show you what I catch. I'll, I'll send you the best fish I catch tonight, regardless how big it is. All right. Sounds nice. good, Kevin. Thank you so much, all man. Right. Have, a, have a good evening, brother. Thank you. All right. All right.